Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to After Extra Time, your weekly footballing podcast. I'm your host, Jack, and I'm once again joined by the host with the most that he always thinks he is. He's green in the D, but... How are you, son? I'm all right, mate. And once again, the Millwall one. Jacko's here. How are you, mate? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good, boys. I'm all good. Well, I'm ready to start raging again, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Excuse me as well, Jack. I've got pizza on the go, mate. Yeah, well, professionalism isn't top of our list, clearly. Uh <laughs> Not, well, not Green. when uh, the other last show we had to go for a piss, didn't it? Hey? Well, I was going to say you got, <laughs> I'm going for a piss in tune on a pizza. Yeah, um, mate, I'm I'm the, I'm the special one, so I can't do that. Yeah. Special, special one in I don't know in what way, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As we touched on last week, I always get the shit week anyway. So, uh, well, I don't think you have this week. There's quite a bit, a bit that's gone on, isn't it? Well, yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. I suppose there was a little bit. I suppose we might as well cover the England game straight up and dive straight in with them. Um, I'm not going to bother touching the San Marino game because it's a procession and it should have been. Um, but what I will touch upon about the San Marino game, and we spoke about it in our group chat, was um, the, the lineup, um, mm. which was slightly different for Southgate. Um, what did you make of that lineup, Jacko? Um, yeah, I was quite happy with it. To be fair, um, I, you know, San Marino, San Marino aren't going to give you much competition at any point. Um, so the fact that he played the likes of Phillips and changed the formation and gave a, a players that probably wouldn't have had a run out against the likes of Poland or Hungary that chance to sort of impress and give him potential headaches going forward towards the Euro. Um, so, yeah, I, I was more than happy with that. And to be fair, we we played well enough. Um, we, we did what we needed to do against San Marino. Yeah, Greeny, obviously we saw... Um, yeah. 
well, sort of different sort of different sort of England. I suppose with Nick Pope in goal, with Cody and Stones at the back, and obviously um, mm. Ollie Watkins made his debut. So it's good to see Ollie Watkins come on and obviously grab his goal as well. Yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, it'd be nice to see him play. Um, I would like to have seen Bamford there as well. Um, but hopefully his time will come. Yeah, just touching on Bamford, is it a bit of a shock? I know we obviously mentioned it previously. Is it a bit of a shock that he didn't make the squad this time round? I mean, I don't know really what more he can do. He's the second in his top goal scorer behind Kane, isn't he, in the Prem? Mm. So, I don't know, what more can you do? Well, that's it, Jack. He can't, mate. I think all he's got to do is just banging in the goals he's doing, mate. Yeah. And eventually it'll come. It's just one of them things, isn't it? You know, he's not quite... It's a shame that Ming... Uh, not Ming, sorry. Um, Watkins had a good season. Cause if he had a good season, like he has done, then possibly Bamford would have got the call. So, just carry on. Yeah, bang but, your goals in, mate. But do what you're doing and they'll get it eventually. But surely... I'll go over to Jack. Surely Jacko, that surely that um, Bamford's had a better season than Watkins, has he not? You know, is it a case of, well, I suppose even with Villa, I, mean, I don't know if you saw um, Charlie Austin talking on TalkSport about how when he was at QPR and he was the top goal scorer in the league, either the league or yeah. English top goal scorer, he, they got relegated, but he got a call up to England, but he didn't get a cap. But he thought there was a, a sort of bias and towards the, the bigger teams in terms of England call-ups. I mean, it's not that bad as it used to be, but is it a case of Patrick Bamford plays for Leeds and that's why he's not getting an England call-up? I mean, yeah, I, I think me and, me and my dad were talking about it yesterday. Um, uh, I, I, he feels that because of Leeds' style of play, um, it wouldn't suit England um, or suit wouldn't suit the players from Leeds playing in the England side because it's a completely different style. Um, I feel that I would have taken him ahead of Calvert-Lewin. I would have taken him ahead of Watkins or started him ahead of those two. I think because of the fact that he's he's been on form more recently than those two. Yes, Watkins and Calvert-Lewin have got the occasional goal and Watkins has sort of contributed throughout the season whereas Calvert-Lewin had that really blitzing start he bagged sort of six or seven goals and then he sort of got one every now and then since whereas Bamford's, Bamford's come into a lot of form recently um, so I, I feel he probably should have had a start and San Marino probably would have been a good test for him to to sort of get into that England side see how it progresses and he may have had a chance you know they gave Lingard a go um but he's only played six games this season and, and we've talked about it before and I felt that Lingard probably wouldn't get a look in because he's only played six games. I would have given it to someone who's played more more consistently throughout the year. I think I think the difference is with that, mate, and I don't disagree with anything you said. I think the reason Lingard got in is because Southgate knows him from previous times. And I think Bamford, the only way I think Bamford never got in, Jack, I'm not saying you're wrong, not at all, but does does um, what's his name Watkins offer and Lewis uh, Calvert Lewin offer more physicality than what Bamford does and maybe that's something England needs otherwise because Bamford to me is a bit similar to a Kane striker uh, yeah but... so do they do they offer something different as in the air or physicality well rather than it, it... I'm not saying Bamford shouldn't be there I'm not I'm not saying he shouldn't no be no there. no I, 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 and I see where you're coming from but. I don't feel he's as a physical presence as Kane, Watkins or Calvert-Lewin. 
I see him as a player that, without the pace that Vardy has, something similar to Vardy. Um, and I just feel that perhaps you would need something like that as a bit of a difference. Otherwise, you're going to have similar sort of strikers throughout your, your, your England squad. And there's no plan B if you come up against a defence that knows how to mark against big physical strikers. Well, I'm going to... I mean, yeah, go on. Yeah, go on, Jack. I just don't understand why he's not picked Bumford. I really don't. Um, yeah. I just... I can't understand why. I'm, I mean, I, if you're picking Watkins and you're picking D, DCL, then you're picking Bumford. Or you're... Like I said, I think mm. Bamford, you know, probably has been given a hard time by a lot of Leeds fans as well at times. And I, I just think that when he's scoring as many goals as he is and he's playing as well as he is, I don't I don't understand what more he has to do. Could he cut it on the big stage? Oh, well, you don't know until he plays, do you? Well, I think he's proved that he has. Because no, but... I know he obviously has it internationally, but he's fourth top goal scorer. Mm. I mean, he's level with Calvert-Lewin for Premier League goals. So therefore, mm. I mean, if, you, if you're taking it statistically, Watkins is 10th with 10. And Bamford has got 14. So surely you'd pick Bamford over Watkins. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm happy that Watkins got the call-up. But I also think Bamford should have been called up as well. So, But then, who, who, out of, out of, if you're automatically picking Kane, who out of Bamford, Calvert-Lewin and Watkins do you not take? Because you've got to drop one of them. I know who I'll drop. Well, yeah. I'm, take, I'm taking Calvert Loon. For me, it would be between Bamford and, and Watkins. Right. So, I, I think because we've had Ings, mm. Watkins, Bamford, Calvert Lewin, Kane, um, all been very sort of heavily involved in goals this season, whether it be assists or outright goals. For a change, we've got several strikers that we have to consider taking for the Euros. And I think all of them will have a good... A barring Kane, because Kane's a certain anyway. But I, I think the rest of those all have to compete for two spots. Mate, I'll, and and, yeah, and you, I'll it's going to be really difficult. And it's a, it's a headache that Southgate is going to have from now until the end of the season, as long as all of them keep up. If if Watkins, Calvert-Lewin and Bamford drop out, drop out of form, because uh, that's what Southgate has always claimed that he will do, in Ings bags another seven or eight goals for the rest of the season, I wouldn't be disappointed if he took Kane, Ings and A another. But so if, if he's, I if mean, answering, got, your question, answering your question. If he's got several strikers that all score goals coming to the end of the season, everyone's going to have a different opinion and everyone's going to say you should have done this, that and the other. But there is no way of negotiating it unless you take six strikers, which is absurd when you play one up front. Yeah, I don't, I don't, think, he'll take, I don't think he'll take that many. No. But I mean, I mean do, does, he, does he purely do it on stats or does he do it on... I mean, surely does it on the way he sets the team up, really, and who he thinks best suits his style of play, well, I suppose. If, if he's going around saying he does it on form, then he has to do it on form. If he well, does, I mean, then he's I, just talking out of his arse. I, I think he d- does a bit of both, but I think he does talk out of his arse, because if he was doing it on form, Bamford would be in that team. Yeah. I'm sorry, he would. I mean, 
yeah, I just for me, it's, I'm not saying that he should be starting Bamford uh, or or Watkins because I don't think. I mean, we have to be realistic. They won't be England's number one starting striker for the Euros because that's game. So, mm. I mean, I'm sure we'll probably have this debate up until he announces his squad for the Euros. Yeah, and uh, to be honest, it's as an England fan, it's not a bad position to be in if Watkins, oh. Albert Lewin, and Bamford are all scoring goals until the end of the season. In fact, it's a good problem to have. So, yeah. I just thought it prompted a bit of um, just going on to England's game yesterday against um, Andorra, no Albania. Sorry, Jacko, yeah. um, do you think that's more sort of his starting eleven for the Euros? Uh bar a few players missing. Yeah, I think Henderson and Rice would be starting to yeah. set in the mids. Um, I think probably maybe Mount could be the only question mark out of that front four. Um, depending if Grealish is fit, he may start Grealish over Mount. Um, the back four, I, I thought I was really impressed with Shaw. I thought he was very good again. Um, Pope, Pope must love being England's number one because for the last two games he's done nothing. I think he's touched the ball about eight times. And the fact that Lewandowski's now out of the game on Wednesday night with a knee injury <laughs> means that he probably won't have a lot to do on against Poland then. So, yeah, I, I think that's more... I'd be interested to see if he carries on playing the 4-2-3-1. I, I'm still expecting him to go to three at the back at some point when he gets more of his players fit. Um, but it's nice to see that he's experimented with the four-two-three-one. He's given Bowden, Mount, Sterling that sort of free roam behind Kane. Um, obviously, Albania was a, a tougher task than than San Marino, and you could see in the first half that Kane was feeling a bit isolated because he was having to come a lot deeper to get the ball. Um, now, just touch on this. I'm glad you made this point. For me, it's ludicrous. I don't understand why Harry Kane is. Coming onto the halfway line to get the ball, I really don't. I think stupid, especially when you've got two holding midfielders in Rice and Phillips. I don't. Yeah, I, I think from what I the, the what I took from the game yesterday is that Albania were forcing England to play wide. Yeah, um, and they were they were trying to play a slow game, and it, you you barely saw Rice and Phillips make uh, an attacking pass. In that down the sort of centre channel, it was always out wide to either Walker and, and Foden or Shaw and Mount and Sterling and Kane was sort of having to rotate and try and find pockets of space because Albania were playing too narrow and not allowing that. And as I said, Kane got quite a bit isolated in that first half, and it meant it was difficult for him to get involved. And and when they finally managed to get Kane into the penalty area and in the attacking position, Shaw played an absolute world of a ball in and he scores a goal. Um, I just think it was a, it was always going to be tough against Albania because they are they are getting better. They're, they're not as, as poor as they used to be. Um, a lot of you know a lot of their players are playing in the top European leagues now. Um, but yeah, it was always going to be a tough challenge, I think anyway. Um, or a tougher challenge. Than, than some of the games have, um, but yeah, I, I just think it was it was bound to happen with Kane and not getting much assistance in the first half, and 
having to sort of try and do things in his, on his own. Yeah, it was it was a fucking hard watch. I thought. <laughs> yeah, it was a hard watch, but it was always going to be. Yeah, it's always, just... always these games against these these minnow teams. They're always difficult because they play in the same fashion, which is yeah. to nullify England's best players, try and hit them on the break, and occasionally get a set piece that might cause a bit of trouble, and hopefully they get a goal. Um, that's how it's always been. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I think I, I, for my bit of frustration for me is I, I don't understand playing two hold midfielders against. Albania, I really don't understand it. Yeah, and then, yeah. and then I don't understand why you, one of them wouldn't play further forward. Um, I really don't. It was yeah. it, at times it was tedious to watch. Um, and if I'm honest, I was watching the Grand Prix over <laughs> some football because I thought it was shit. And Greeny, this one's for you. I don't know about you, boys, but Go honestly, on, for me, Calvin Phillips should be nowhere near this England team. He's been shit in both two games. He's gave the ball away, and yeah, for me, it should be nowhere near the team. I don't know what you think, mate. Jack, I have to agree with you, mate. Yeah, I think he's turd. I really do. I don't know what you're seeing. Um, there's better. There's better players out there. What ain't getting in the squad? No matter what position it is. I mean, again, you can go off Bamford. You know, he's, he's been better in his position and what Phillips has been in his position. I even think all Brighton should get a call up, mate. Not me. Yeah, but all Brighton doesn't play as a defensive midfielder, does he? He plays as a right wing back. Well, I think surely Ward Prowse has got a fucking start ahead of Phillips for me. Well, yeah, 100%. I did mention Ward Prowse. I think he mentioned Jujak about Ward Prowse. He's, He's so underrated and he knows how to put a ball in and where to put the ball. You know what I mean? Pinpoint, mate. I'll take yeah, it in my team. Yeah, it's just, um, obviously, nothing than chat. Obviously, last night as well um, was a bit of a shock, or Saturday, should I say. Um, <laughs> Republic of Ireland lost to uh, Luxembourg. <laughs> um, surely, I mean, Stephen Kelly's under pressure already, really. Yeah, um, I think Kelly's out. I, I think. Yeah. They've been in free fall since McCarthy left. That always seems to happen. They don't seem to keep hold of a decent manager for long enough or it doesn't work out well enough. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he's... If they don't get a win, I could see him being out of the job before the, end, before the start of the Euro. Yeah, I completely agree with you as well. Greeny, um, Saturday night and over the weekend saw mm. a number of teams stuttering. Um, Belgium due to the Czech Republic, Portugal were tuning up and uh, ended up drawing two all with Serbia. Was it a goal? <laughs> it was a goal. But Ronaldo acted like a baby by throwing his toys out the pram and yeah. ch- chucking his armband on the floor, which is... Something Greeny would do. Yeah, well, childlike, really. Um Spain drew with Greece as well. I mean, are, or who should I say? I like an answer from both. Greeny, who would you say are the favourites going into these Euros? That's a good question, mate. Um, just go, just spinning off quickly to what you said, mate. I think the reason teams like Belgium and all that were drawing, we've got to look at how many mm. games the lads have played in, in club level. And then they're going straight into international levels. That could be part of it. I'm not saying it is, but it could be part of it. Going on to the other question, 
I think it has to be England in some respect due to where we've got most home games there and the finals are getting played at Wembley. So I think you've got to put England up there. But in my opinion, mate, I'd probably have to say France. I have to agree with him, which is fucking annoying. Yeah, I've got to agree as well. <laughs> I have to agree with him. History being made in Africa's okay. time. We've all agreed with each other. Mm. <laughs> I just... Yeah, I'm, I think France. I think France are going to dominate for the next 10 years. Yeah, I've been saying that for the last, the last few weeks as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I think the way that France are and the, and the way the players they've got coming through as well, they're, they're set. They really should be... I mean, they should have won the, the last Euros, really. Yeah, where Portugal won was that one before. Um, obviously, then won the the um, the World Cup, and I'm, I think they'll be up there in terms of the Euros. Um, just obviously touching over to Wales now. Um, Hal Robson, Carnu, Rabi Matondo, and Tyler Roberts have been released from the Wales squad after breaching protocols. Um, in it wasn't COVID nineteen related, but it was to do with squad discipline. Um, what do you make of that, Greeny? Right decision for them to to release their players? Mm, load of bollocks. Load of bollocks, mate. You, you, you're fucking... You're going into a European or, or World Cup qualifier, whatever you want, and you're getting rid of your players. No offence to the Welsh squad. They are a decent squad, but they've only got a limited squad, mate. And Al Robson Carnu, he, he he scores goals for them, not often, but scores goals for. You're taking a player like that out. Who, who are you replacing them? They're not like England, mate, or Ireland are not like us, who have got a massive pick. They're a small little nation, really. So I think it's the wrong move, mate. You should yeah, have under the carpet. This is where you and I differ about this a lot. Um, if they've got protocols in place and they're breaching it, it shows. A, a lack of discipline, and B, it shows to the younger players in that squad that if your name's automatically on the list, you can do what the fuck you want. And it shouldn't be that way. You should be privileged and respectful enough to behave professionally at all times when you're representing your country. You should know, should you? Are you, are you going to tell me, if you get an opportunity to play for England and you've got a list of rules and regulations that you have to keep to in a time like this and you go, nah, fuck it. What what does that show of your professionalism towards your country and the, the fact that you're doing a job that a lot of people would give their fucking entire lives to be able to do? So I'll, I'll put the question to you then. So if Harry Kane broke a protocol yeah. and he got dropped from the World yeah. from the World Cup, you no. would say fuck well, it, blow him to the carpet and let him play. Well, I would, mate. Well, you think Keith Moore's a better striker than Harry Kane, anyway? So what difference do you know? I, I, I'm not. I'm not being funny, well, but if you mate, if you've been told mate. not to do it and you do it then you should deserve to get repercussions for what you did. Grealish and that lot did it during the, the first lockdown. And people went, nah, it doesn't matter. But people weren't able to see their loved ones and they were getting away with it. I'm, I'm sorry, if they're going to breach regulations and, and, and strict measures to stop causing issues, because if they went and got infected and they infected the rest of the half of the team, half of those clubs wouldn't be able to play games because they've all been infected 
I, I, I think I think people have different yeah, opinions. Yeah, of course on they it. do. In my but, eyes, but, mate, it's all a load of it's a load, it's a load of bollocks. Well, yeah. So it is don't what fucking it is. do it then. That's that's you know why what? I, that's what I'm saying. Is it? It's a load of bollocks to sit there and think you're bigger than the entire fucking country you're representing. I'm, I'm sure Jack will agree in some respect, Jack. Obviously, you've played for a lot of clubs. I know it's at grassroots level, but each manager's different. Now, I'd run my, my team. I'll probably have a few things in place, but if they breached them, I wouldn't sack them from the squad, mate. I'd say, you've breached this, mate. You're starting on the bench. If you're a regular starter, you're starting on the bench. And I'd bring him on if I needed him. If not, I'd sit him out for that game. Giving, that's giving your entire team send him home. a get-out-of-jail card. Because if they then go and breach him and you go, no. oh, well, you're not playing, well, they can go, well, hold on a sec. He starts every week and you've just put him on the bench. Why is it different for me? Yeah, but I'd do exactly the same with each player. So if any player broke it, I'd say you're on the bench. You're going to start you all your players on the story. bench then if they all go out on the piss? Well, no, if you all go out on the piss, I'll just say, right, that's fair enough, lads. That's, that's warning one. I don't want to see it happen again. That's it. End Sorry. of story. That, that, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Too I wouldn't lenient. Sack him, I wouldn't sack him from a squad. Sorry. Too lenient. No, it's just. It's just. It's just. That's where you get respect as a as a, as a manager, as a player. You, if you do something, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Gaff. Don't, I won't do it again. Yeah. No problem. Let's brush it under the carpet. Let's move on. Nah, Let's win some games. If if you start sacking people from the squad, this, you're think, what, what these predi- these that, these. That Restrictions are in place because what we've had to witness these last 12, 14 months. It's not a fucking joke. Hundreds of thousand people have lost their lives because of it. So if you've put those regulations in place to stop people getting it, yeah, there's arguments about how lethal it is and all this sort of stuff. I get that. But if you're telling people who have had to sit in their houses for 14 months to not go out, and they go out and you go, ah, it doesn't matter. Then it's just, it's the, the whole system's bullshit. I don't know, mate. I've got, obviously my opinions are different. If people want to sit in their house well, and yeah, not look People haven't got their, fucking options. People are doing it. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I, w- I, w- I wouldn't say don't go and I wouldn't say go. It's, if they want to go, fair play. Fair enough to you. Happy days. I'm not, I'm not one to criticise anyone. It's not. It's not. It's not law binding. It's just. It's just a measure. So if you, it's not saying you can't. It's, so in my opinion, mate, if, if, whatever they're doing. Well, this one wasn't even COVID. Push it the it was no. So yeah, it's a dis- even if discipline, Jack. In my eyes, mate. Like I said, don't do it again, lads, and carry on. Do you know what I mean? It, like Jack, I suppose it, like you play Saturday league. If you if you missed the training session, I'm sure you'll gaffer mm. actually why you, why you didn't turn up. If you missed it again, he'd probably say, right, Jack, that's the second time, mate. You're starting on the bench because you're a regular starter. So because you're a regular starter, we're going to start you on the bench. You know, and then you forget about it. Once you've sat your time on the bench, Jack, that's it. Then you know next time, oh fucking hell, I better go training because Gaff might have me on the bench and I want to play games. Do you know what I mean? So. I don't think like going. Oh right, okay then, Jack. You, you, you didn't turn up for training. You broke. You broke the rules. Don't bother turning up. I don't. I don't. I don't get that type of management. I don't. I don't think that's right. Do you know what I mean? That's like going into a school, coaching a session to a to a young lad, 
and you say, right, don't talk, lads, and this one lad talks, does that mean then I have to say to that lad, right, get in there and get you, get changed? I wouldn't, no. I'd say, hey, mate, don't talk while I'm talking or while I'm showing this. All right, mate, that's it, bosh, done. You know what I mean? Uh, that's my that's my opinion on it. There we go. After extra time setting the world to rights. Um, in po- more positive news, the um, one of the FA Cup semi-finals at Wembley will be among one of the pilot events to try the return of crowds to UK venues. What do you make of that, Greg? Sure, that's a more positive spin in terms of um, coming at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, positive. Yeah, mate. I think everyone wants to see it now, don't they? Grant's in there. It's getting there, mate. We've seen it in obviously going over to the boxing. We've seen that happen in Gibraltar, which was really good. And uh, with the fans, mate, making it more exciting again. Even on, even if you're watching on the telly, you still get the feel. I think with the fans singing and just seeing the fans there. So yeah, yeah be Jacko, nice, mate. Mm-hmm. England, England under twenty ones are in yeah. absolute Euro under twenty one turmoil. Mm. Obviously, lost to Switzerland in their opening game, and then they lost to. Uh, Portugal under twenty ones yesterday. Yeah. Uh AD Boothroyd's gonna get the sack. Um if he doesn't go before the end of the tournament and they don't qualify for the further stages, um he'll be sacked right after. Uh I think, you know, there there was a period of of tournaments, I think the under seventeens, the under nineteens, the under twenty ones, in the space of about six months, all won or got close to winning major trophies. And I, I don't know. I just feel that the whatever setup has has had or gone through, I, I just feel that he's gone in a backward step. And we're producing some good talent in players that aren't playing in the, the full international side. So how whatever Boothroyd's doing or whatever he's tried to do, it obviously hasn't worked. And yeah, they've not managed to meet the goals that have been set for. And ultimately, when you see that with managers in the league game, that's good enough to be set. So, yeah. And then just quickly touching on um, another sort of home nation. Um, Scotland started their World Cup qualification campaign with two draws in, you know, one against... um, I'm trying to think who it was now. One against Israel. And one against Austria, both draws. Um, do they have a chance, Greeny, of qualifying out their group? Do you think, or are they? Uh... Yeah, it would be difficult, mate. But Scotland again, they're it's a mixed team, aren't they? I mean, you know, they've, they've got some good players and some really players. What you think are fringe, fringe players of like Championship level or Prem level? But never say never, mate. They proved us wrong in this Euro, so. Let's see what they do in the World Cup quarters. And just, <laughs> Jacko, how, um, yeah. or should I say, how much are you looking forward to uh, the return of the Championship on Friday? Obviously, we've got the last sort of set of fixtures, as it were, the next couple of months. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, as I said before, I think Easter, Easter sort of weekend fixtures, you, you get two or three coming in very quick succession and it sort of, it sort of narrows how many games you've got left and I think it sort of solidifies positions for the majority of the table. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens Friday. Um, we've got Rotherham, which 
I'm not expecting us to get a result of, to be honest, because he's rothering. We never do well against him. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But I'm looking forward to it, and, and hopefully we can uh, get some good fixtures going in before the uh, end of the season. Yeah, I'm sure everyone else is buzzing as well. Four-day week as well. So, look forward to finishing on yeah, Thursday. Yeah. As usual, you can contact us on our Facebook page, which is After Extra Time, our Twitter, which is After Extra Time, and our newly set up Instagram page, which is After Extra Time also, where we have the pleasure last night of uh, doing an interview, or well, myself and uh, my two fella co-hosts had the pleasure of interviewing Mr. Kit Soons, which was it was a good interview, wasn't it, boys, really? It was, yeah. It was, yeah, it was a good chat. He was a good bloke, and uh, hopefully there's many more guests to come, whether that be on the podcast or on the uh, Instagram lives. You can obviously find that interview on our Instagram page, and I believe it's on our Facebook page as well. You can contact uh, us on email, which is afterextratime2020 at gmail.com. And please, yeah, let us know what you think in terms of Bamford. Would you take him in the squad? And also, whether or not it gets put up on our Facebook page or not, I'd, I'd be interested to know who people would like to choose out of Kane, Bamford, Calvert-Lewin, Watkins. And I suppose you can maybe add things to that as well. I'd love to hear people's thoughts on who they'd take as well. And I think it, even now, gearing up towards the Euros, I think we'd all love to see, I know we obviously touched on it last week, we'd all love to hear who people would, would take in their squads as well. I think, that's something that we'd all be open to doing, and uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, thank you very much, boys. Another after extra time done, yeah, short but sweet and a little bit heated, short but yeah, sweet, yeah, definitely a little bit heated as well. But yeah, it was good, and we'll be back next week with uh, hopefully three points for Derby, Millwall, and not Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, boys. Cheers, mate. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.